0: Twelve hands
1: in a row. Duke, you son of a bitch. Nobody's that lucky. Now here's your host, the big silly. Chad Dukes. Charlie O'Pell. Alpha. Delta, yeah. Dukes. Dig it. There, but for the grace of God, do it was me. Where the nickel-sized hell. And the damage can win.
0: We rolled over New York Never let us back in We blew out the lights kick the windows in And when the law showed up Said they're gonna have to take us in They're scared of my music
2: They certainly are, friendos Welcome, everybody, to the Chad Dukes show I am your hostess With the mostest big shooter on the Well, formerly on the radio, then I was fired, so fired. Now I'm screaming into the internet, as everyone seems to do. Big verbal nod to the pie tasters and this tremendous theme song, The Nickel Size Skank. We got plenty to get to. Today is your free episode. It is your appetizer sampler. It's your extreme fajitas, your jalapeno poppers, your pizza shooters, all that good stuff. Potato skins. This is what you're missing. By not subscribing to the Chad Duke Show. So you can get us each and every day. Go to ChadDukeShow.com. Subscribe. Listen. Cancel the WWE Network. Cancel Amazon Prime. Cancel Netflix. Cancel Hulu. Cancel Peacock. I mean, how many goddamn subscriptions do you need? You need one. This show. ChadDukeShow.com. Subscribe today. I'm joined as I always am by my executive producer, Tor. His Christian name is Gigantor. And as we learned on Thursday's episode, Tor had unprotected sex this week. So big ups to him. That's a big deal. Tor, good to have you on the show, as always, bud. Thank you.
3: You see, maybe we're missing something in the story here.
2: Well, the story is a girl uh, called you and you drove to her house in Winchester and had sex without a bag. Right? I
3: had to use two bags.
2: You used, oh no, she was an unattractive young lady?
3: No, no, it was one bag used and then- on another, the, Over a, the head? No, 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 twice. I, I used You put bag. two bags on her head? No, 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 no. one bag uh, was used until filled and then- Oh, the eh, second oh second bag stop,
2: don't ever say filled <laughs> ever again. I'm going to puke. Oh, how are we going to get people to listen to this show? You're going to start with filled. <laughs> You're disgusting. I'd like to apologize for that to all of our wonderful listeners. This store, this is the friendly one. This is the one that gets the people indoctrinated, for God's sakes. Oh, God. Filled. Ugh. Anyway. uh, (laughs) Here's how it goes. On Fridays... We, this is not clearly the best of the week what just is happening right now it's not even close to that what we like to do is we like to give you a little sample right you dip your toe in the water of what the show was like this week we had a kick-ass show this week uh we had uh eric nagel on e to the rock was on the show sean salisbury was on the show jason Mosier from the motley fool was on the show we did the body mass index we did ask Shoot with our are yeah, our, what is it mailbag segment all that fun stuff uh we did a bunch of great segments you're gonna hear some of that today had a little discussion on arcades and kind of what arcades have meant to us over the years uh you're gonna get a little taste of salisbury on the show he's always just an 11 out of 10 and i've said this a couple of times for whatever reason sean salisbury openly being profane uh cursing hurling invective on our show which he can do because we're clearly not on the radio uh, people really seem to respond to that tour. They really seem to dig it. You'll get a little taste of that here. And then, uh, as we mentioned, Derek Nagel was on the show. He was very upset that Optimus Prime had lips in the Transformers movie. Uh, and Tor, you still stand by that the Transformers with Shia LaBeouf is you think it's the best movie that's ever been made?
3: Okay. Yes. Uh, no, not the best movie that's ever. That's Blood Diamond. Uh,
2: the, Blood Diamond is the best movie that's ever been made? Well, that's my favorite. It's uh, not a bad movie. I, I dig Blood Diamond, but I probably, there's probably six Leonardo DiCaprio movies I like more than that one.
3: The, uh, yeah. The, okay. I can get, I can understand the reason with that. Uh, but the Transformers movie, Iraq, I saw it when I was in seventh grade when it was super cool and the right. fighting robots where I had previously come from the cartoons. And now I know you're all hung up about the, the base— and the, the, the sound effects, but no, it was a cool movie with big fighting robots with pretty good graphics.
2: Right. But have you seen Pacific Rim? No. And graphics are not what we call them. We call them special effects. Poor we're we're, we're going to get you where you need to be. Look, here's here's all that matters, <laughs> is that you expose yourself to the herpes simplex and you potentially have fathered a child this week. Okay. And that's all. I'm, I'm excited for you, man. It's good news. And you were moving in the right direction with where you're at in your trajectory tour. So all that will be taking place. Got to give a big verbal nod out, though, to my guy, Joe Azer, just a tremendous guy. Uh, born and raised in northern Virginia. He's been in business for 15 years. The bottom line, friend, those, is you want to buy a house or you want to sell a house. Either one. You need to stage a house. You need to get a house fixed up for you to sell it. Uh, there's a short sale out there you're interested in. You don't know what that is. You don't know how to work with it. Joe's going to take care of you. Uh, he's got an incredible team, local lenders, he's got contractors, he's got everybody. He gets you quickly qualified, home inspections, all of it done in hours. Notice the market is red hot right now. You want to take advantage? You want to put your townhouse, your a single family, whatever, on the market. He can get you the drone photos, the pro photos, the virtual tours. You can comply with COVID, get the house staged. He can get you through it all. couple of sick offers here. If you mention Big Shooter's name, uh, you got you dial Joe up at 571-989-AZER. That's 571-989-2937. Drop Chad Dukes. If you're looking to buy, you're going to get a two-year home warranty at no cost to you, the buyer, if you're looking to sell. How about a flat fee of 1% commission? That's only 1% commission and closing, and he's going to cover the cost of the seller's home warranty as well. Joe Azer, that's my dude clearly got tremendous taste in radio shows slash pod whatever this is pod faces uh good dude dial him up 571-989-AZER nine, nine, for anything you're trying to do with your home great stuff great stuff indeed Super Bowl coming up very excited for that uh let's see it's Friday so you know what that means tour after people are done listening to this well, they need to get their drinking shoes on because the Friday night hootenanny is right around the corner. And you say, Dukes, what's that? Well, all you need to learn is in the confines. All you need to know is in the confines of this melodious tune. Going to tell you everything you need right here. All the information you could possibly process. The great Sonny Ledford, letting you know what to expect tonight at 7 p.m. on Facebook.
1: It's a
2: Facebook Live. It's a Seven PM. Yeah. Let's all get fucked up together. You just go to Facebook.com/slash. Chad Dukes Show, and you can watch right there for free. Right there. Of course, subscribers can listen to The Hoot Nanny whenever they like on ChadDukeShow.com. But all of you, you takers, you skin flints, chintzy bastards, you just go on over to Facebook.com slash Show and you can watch The Hoot Nanny tonight at 7 p.m. live. And Tori, you're not going to be there, which is somewhat troubling, but... A lot of other people will be because we are doing Bourbons of the Round Table 2, which is going to be a Hoot Nanny. Can't wait for that. But you, uh, you're actually working tonight, is that correct, Tor?
3: Yeah, I'm very disappointed. I will be watching the Hoot Nanny at work.
2: You're not going to be roping loads? No. Because that's what you've been doing the past few nights, right? <laughs> you're setting uh, arcing tendrils uh, across oh, some poor girl's bedroom. Jesus. Yeah, well, I'm not unhappy about it either. So, you know, you, you think that you're making me proud over here or you're not? I'm sending you out into the world, for God's sake. All right. Oh, that's fun. Uh, Well, let's start with this tour. How about we start with a little uh, E to the Rock? Huh? Eric Nagel coming on from It's Eric Nagel. Of course, uh, host Would You Kindly. He's on iHeartRadio. He's on Compound. Where where is he? Former uh, executive producer of the Opie and Anthony show and good, good friend of this program. Always fun getting him on. We'll have him on. We'll have Sean Salisbury on. We'll talk some arcades. We'll do it all right here on The Chad Duke Show. It's the Chad Dukes Show. Good looking Monday to you out there, everybody. Always appreciate you subscribing and listening. Always appreciate my buddy Eric Nagley to The Rock. Joining me, of course, host of It's Eric Nagel, iHeartRadio, all over the place. You can listen to that. And uh, would you kindly on Compound Media. He's got many irons in the fire, as he always does. Eric, thanks so much for jumping on the show, buddy. Great to catch up with you.
0: Hi, Chad. It's been a long time.
2: It has. Um, It hasn't been that long that we've been in conversations. I've I've mentioned this on the show many times, but uh, you've been very helpful and instrumental, and we would not have gotten to this point with the show without your uh, expertise. And you actually uh, came down here and toured the facility and gave us some good pointers. So greatly appreciate you sharing all of your insight with the radio program.
0: No, it's great. It's a, I'm, I'm always there to help other people out and make money that I'm not making. It's fantastic.
2: <laughs> Such is life. Such is always the case. Well, I ain't retired anytime soon, my friend. If I could keep the power of the internet out of this pile of shit, I pretty much will be uh, good to go. Uh, how are things at uh, Compound Media, my friend? I feel like sometimes you're herding rabbits over there.
0: Uh, things are, uh, well, they're never easy, and uh, <laughs> there's never a dull moment. Uh, there has been some slowdown since the uh, the inauguration and and the new president coming in. So now everybody's kind of I think politicized out. You know they're back down to a lower level of sure. anger over politics than everything being so extreme because of any slightest thing happening in the news, political, uh, vaccine, COVID, any of that stuff. Everybody is in, all in an uproar. And now after all this stuff. You still have angry people on every side, but I think they've kind of dropped down a couple of ticks because everyone's just going to die. If they're not dying from from the COVID, they're dying from stress and a heart attack.
2: I'm with you, man. It's just, I mean, it's just, it's almost like eating too many cookies, you know, like I love cookies, but after the 12th one, you're like, I, I have to have something that isn't sugar. Um, And I just right. don't, I don't think you can live that way. That's kind of why, I mean, I, I spoke to you about this, but... It's kind of the direction I'm heading in with, with this show, like on Boat or other places we'd talk about, you know, politics the way we talk about any of the current event, but I, I just don't know how much people are looking for it in man. I know it's different with the network you work for, but I, I just feel like people are more desperate than ever to have some place to go where they're not going to get screamed at by one side or the other, where they can maybe just have a laugh or, you know, t- turn their brain off for a little bit. I think that's right. become more valuable than maybe it ever has.
0: It has. It's weird because I do two different shows on two different networks. I have the, the radio show. It's Eric Nagel on iHeart, and I have Would You Kindly on Compound. And for some reason, and this has been going on for the past year, I can't please anybody. Right. So on the iHeart side, they think I'm too conservative. On the Compound side, they think I'm way too liberal and not conservative enough. So I'm like, do I switch the shows and the platforms? Do I give up altogether? Or do I just go guns and blazing and take them all out in one shot? Um everybody just wants to be upset over things i'm hoping i'm starting to see a little decrease everyone's now just focusing on getting vaccines done and and, and when is that happening and, and just getting back to some sense of, of living a life again that seems to be the main focus this year instead of the uh the political outrage and everything that happened last year and shows like yours shows like mine where we don't delve into this much anymore we'll talk about it if it's a Look, if it's such a major news topic for the day, you have to give a little mention of it. But then you move quickly into, um, you know, shit you found in the in the supermarket or yeah. uh, this new thing that just came on HBO Max or some new DLC that they're charging you a million bucks to buy in-game cosmetic features uh, in order to uh, further advance in the video game. That's the stuff that like, I know I love talking about. I know the stuff that you love talking about. And I think that's why shows like ours are or were undervalued for a little while, but I think now they're going to start seeking things like this out because like, Hey, they're not really going to the paint with, uh, with politics. They're not going on racial issues. They're not going on social class issues and everything that, you know, I, I know you're doing, uh, your new, um, uh, your BMI, uh, feature yeah. on there. Yeah. Can relate to almost everybody. Everyone <laughs> loves fast food and loves restaurants and all that stuff. So they're going to seek that out and go, these people are just having a dumb fun conversation about things that nobody like adults normally wouldn't talk about, or for some reason they feel ashamed to talk about, but you're like, no, we're going to discuss this as if this is, um, you know, uh, uh, a breaking news feature that's on any of the cable news network things because this is important to my life and your life and this should be important in your life instead of all that other shit. So what you're doing and what you put together, I just switched this all about you. I'm going to kiss your ass for a second. Um, <laughs> swifting this all back to you. Thank you. What you're doing now is you, this is what needs to be done. This is in the vein of the talk radio that I grew up with and you grew up with that we all love. Uh, doesn't exist anywhere anymore, and now people are going to refine this stuff and go, hey, you know what? I want to have fun again. I want to have, you know, um, you know, uh, I want to make jokes about things that without somebody saying, oh, you can't say that because that's offensive or you're going to hurt somebody's feelings. Sometimes your feelings need to be hurt, and yeah. sometimes you need to have a laugh like this. So what you're doing now that you're not doing all sports anymore, you can be more of uh, what you want to be with this stuff it, it is amazing. I got it. Mean, I, I just – Go uh, ahead, before you go into that, I want to ask you a quick thing, because you love talking about movies. And I I've do. Been, you know, uh, I think I'm about an episode behind uh, on your show. I've been catching up. So you have uh, you. a young Gigantor. Gigantor or, is Christian name, yes. Right, the space age robot. And right. he was uh, talking about how he never saw Scarface. Yes. And you were a little surprised from that. And I'm not really that surprised by it, because... You hit the nail on the head, like in the late nineties through the two thousands, every rapper thought that Scarface had to be the thing of uh the uh the uh, picture of success. That's sure. what they had to replicate in their in their videos, in their lifestyle, their wardrobe, whatever. I know you love the movie. I know it's very um it's a very cheesy movie if you look at it, but the ending of the the gun scenes at the end is something to behold. But I never thought it was that great a movie to begin nah. with. I thought it just had some kind of resurgence because black culture kind of discovered it later on and then adopted it and infused it with what it did so then i think people thought it was cool because hip-hop was embracing it could be it's 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 about as campy as the rocky horror picture show because i don't like that movie either and i know a lot of people love that and they go to
2: you're comparing uh, scarface to the rocky horror picture
0: show as far as campiness and shitty production? Yes,
2: I am. You're out of your fucking mind. Look, it's no secret. When rappers decide something is cool, it becomes cool. I mean, that was right. when I was young, that was the case, and it's probably even more so now because rock and roll is fucking dead, like every other yeah. I feel like everything now is hip hop, and so it's even more influential. Well, um
0: uh, even hip hop's kind of going the way because it's mutated into so many other things. It's not even hip hop anymore. Like, no, no, but uh,
2: But the culture, like the sneaker culture, everything involved with hip hop, dance, it's now mainstream. Like it's rock and roll now, like whatever rock and roll was in the 70s. It, you know and it turned into something this else okay, exactly yeah, yeah. I, I understand that um and i understand when when people say hey i just felt like i was beaten over the head with scarf i remember walking in springfield mall and there'd be those poster shops and 60 percent of the posters on the wall were either scarface we're or the, scarface. the godfather yeah
0: i remember seeing them up in college too if they didn't have the, the fucking john Belushi or the einstein posters up on the wall they had the uh the scarf said you yeah that you were getting from like uh you know suncoast video and, and stealing from a blockbuster or something like that um i just I never got into it like i, I never saw it, it, it's very cartoony very comic booky in a way so i should like it but the level of appreciation people have for that movie i just have not hit that level i don't think it's that great a movie
2: Maybe there's a lot. It's interesting because I know how much it gets. It
0: that that's why people like it.
2: Well, it gets. Re- I mean, it's it's interesting to hear you say that. You also, though. I mean, Eric, you you were on a show where Anthony and Norton would bring up Scarface on a daily basis. Like, I oh yeah, I,
1: I knew what it was.
2: Right. I just don't know. There, there might be blowback from that too. Like when I fucking dude, when I was in sports talk. The motherfuckers, as soon as we would go to break, they would go out into the outer vestibule and they'd start screaming about sports. Like the update anchor would come out of the studio. All the producers would walk out, all the hosts. And they would just start screaming about the shit they were just screaming about on the air. And I wanted to fucking hang myself. What, what I'm saying is there could be also a hangover from you hearing that shit for five hours a day and being like, Ugh, I don't want to watch this. I'm going to go watch, you know, the real Ghostbusters or whatever you were into at the time. Um, I, I, you
0: know what, That could be fair. I mean, that could be accurate, but also I still enjoy when I hear Anthony or Jim go, "A p- p- womb is polluted. Yeah, that, exactly. I still
2: laugh at that line. Okay, it's funny. Uh, it's just, you're absolutely right about Scarface being over the top and the, the neon wash. And I mean, the violence. You know what it reminds me of, Eric? I saw it around the same time I got into Mortal Kombat. And if you go back and you look at that original Mortal Kombat, it's fairly ridiculous and it's so explosively violent. And I think that's why I love violence so much as far as movies and video games and music and stuff like that is because it made such an impact on me that that carbon footprint was there. I don't know that it's a movie like Tor's 22, 23 years old. If he goes and watches it now, I don't know that it ages that well.
0: Yeah, it it doesn't. It doesn't. um, It's not like a movie that had good dialogue or good character acting or a story that even though it's so old that you could go back and, and have an appreciation for it now. It was just. It was like, let's turn a video game into uh, with a techno music soundtrack. And then you had the, the one creature with multiple arms that looked like it should have been animated out of Clash of the Titans. Like it, it's really a terrible movie, but if you grew up when that movie was out, you have an appreciation. You're talking Mortal Kombat.
2: I was like, who yeah. the fuck has multiple arms in Scarface? <laughs> I was like, what the fuck are you talking... I was talking about the video game, goddammit, Eric. I wasn't talking, no, about, the talking fucking- about the fucking... Well, I like Sorry. the movie, too. Trust me. I love the Mortal Kombat movie. Yeah. It's like multiple arms. Like what a Salsa grow fucking eight arms in that movie. Maybe you and Salsa know that he has eight arms. Hey, Tony. Um, I understand what you're saying. I love Scarface, and it's infinitely quotable. Like One of the things I love about late 70s, early 80s movies is that the fucking you can just sit there and do the lines it's one of the reasons why jaws will never not be that movie is you can just sit there and quote it all fucking day and have a blast with friends Here,
0: here's the difference between jaws and scarface well jaws is the, the best thing? movie of
2: all time that's the big difference i would say i'm
0: not i'm not arguing with, right. you with that i, I completely Fuck. agree with you but here's the thing jaws is very quotable but jaws is not over jaws is not a movie that a lot of, unless you know jaws people aren't just using it for some kind of uh you know, pop culture reference, what have you. Um, maybe the bigger boat line is probably the most overused on it, but Scarface that say hello to my little friend and all that shit is, is just, it's constantly, I overused. got you. It's used in, ter- in terrible hacky comedy. I agree. I that also devalues the, the, um, the appreciation and the specialness of the movie jaws people know some people know the move uh, the lines a lot of people don't but people know the movie and have the appreciation so i think jaws is still undervalued as far as being quotable but it's not overexposed like Scarface.
2: i understand what you're saying but if you're gonna let stupid people ruin things for you in 2020 you're not gonna enjoy anything i i mean you're really no,
0: i'm not saying 2020 i'm saying in the last Years I'm saying that the fans, did.
2: Eric. How can you be a wrestling fan? Wrestling fans, all they do is ruin fucking everything. I'm not. I
0: gave up on wrestling.
2: I did too, and it's because of the fans. So maybe I'm <laughs> being a hypocrite yeah, 100%.
0: here. 100
2: 100. Hey, one of the things I got to give you fucking credit for. Um, I thought Funko Pops were the dumbest thing ever, and then I, I posted a link on your uh, Facebook page the other day. If if they're gonna be making Frazier and Niles and Marty Crane Funko Pops, I'm all fucking in. Like, I love the fact I laugh they've they,
0: they,
2: I what. You laugh what? Well, I
0: laugh every time when I see new Funko stuff coming out that I know that I think you would like. Right. And that quote from you from uh, from your old show when you're talking about how stupid you thought Funko was always sits in my head because I laugh. I'm like, Cause look, he hates this product because everybody likes it. And I get why. That's not true. Of- I don't give
2: a fuck about Dragon Ball Z and Tentacle Rape. And that's, that's <laughs> Tor's life. That's a generation well, no, why that why I'm unfamiliar track, with. Though? That's what he's into. <laughs> but they're making fucking Funko Pops now for Tombstone. And for right. unforgiven and shit. Like this, now it's starting to make sense to me.
0: I used to send you stuff, um, you know, when I had the deal with Funko when they sent me stuff. I was sending you Josh. Josh yes, shit. I, I like those. You Thank stuff. you. And- And, yeah, you said the Fraser stuff's out now, and now they just released uh, information about the new, and I know you're not really keen on this. The Kong versus Godzilla Funko Pops Eh. are like 10, 12 inches tall, glowing blue and purple, and they look amazing. I was like, I need these.
2: It's not that I'm not into it. I just don't think those first three movies were very good. And I think Pacific Rim uh, is a much better film than anything we've seen out of this monster universe thus far. One
0: of the things I've been complaining about those movies for the longest time, and I'm glad because I heard you say it, and then I saw Kevin Smith posted about it the, the other day. He always rips me uh, off. Uh, Kevin does. Smith. I, I always, he, he, everybody is now getting to the point. I've always complained about these movies is that if there's too much human story in these monster movies. The humans involvement need to be either the military Absolutely. or scientists to set the table, put the monsters in place for what they need to do. And then. You don't deal with them. Maybe the military's fighting the monster, but then you don't need the dialogue. You don't need to rescue somebody's daughter in the middle of Fenway Park with a helicopter and have some kind of, you know, family bonding moment or a romance storyline while this shit's going on. Because everyone, every Hollywood studio thinks that needs to have some kind of human feel moment. It doesn't. That's why Pacific Rim was great. You had some emotional moments, you know, because of the connection of the cadets and and, uh, um, I'm forgetting the guy's name. Charlie Hunum. Yeah, when he, when he died, you know, and then uh, getting, you know, caught into the drift and it's fucking with your mind, you know, that's the sort of thing. It. But you're always looking for the, you know, the hammerhead shark kaiju kind of to come up out of the ocean yes. and start, you know, breaking things up and they're swinging fucking tanker ships at Battleships. Like I love bat. it. Fucking love yeah. it. That's what you need. Get rid of the humans are there to set the table and then get out of there. Let the monsters do what they need to do.
2: Yeah, I agree. I completely agree. And I'm glad that I mean, I love Eric Davis. I had him on last week for Fandango and he's like, there just wasn't enough human element. I'm like, no, dude, like, well, you see what they do too much. Yeah. But Eric, how do they sell Toyota Tacomas now? It's, oh, we just had a baby or this person's coming home from war or our parents are sick and we've got to get they don't even sell trucks anymore with anything but over-the-top, you know, human emotional porn. It's like, tell me how much horsepower the motherfucker has, and I'll tell you if I want to buy it. Like, that's just all forms of, you know, communication that we have. Now, everything is over-the-top, emotionally... Direct filled and I, i'm sick of yeah, it show me the monster a fighting.
0: Ram and a ford pickup truck running at each other playing chicken yeah you right hear the voiceovers of dennis leary and mike Rowe telling you about how great these trucks are and who's going to hit each other and who's going to survive those are the commercials i want because then i'm like look i'm in the city i'm not even gonna i don't need a truck for where i am but i'm really thinking about it now based on what i just saw
2: go listen to, go listen to uh lock and load by dennis leary i believe it came out in 1997 and he called all of this beer flavored beer and coffee flavored coffee. It's all fucking gone. Uh, and we just live in this cotton candy world. Um, Eric, I got to uh, we got to actually get the episode ready for uh, today. Let's go ahead and at it's Eric Nagel on Twitter. Right. Um, I Heart radio for it's Eric Nagel. Of course, would you kindly on compound media? I would recommend going to the Instagram. Eric's got a very good Instagram. It is at E-Rock radio. Uh, that's kind of a hub. People can see all the different projects that you're working on. Correct.
0: Right, Uh, projects that I'm working on, uh, toys that I'm collecting, and things that that really just kind of trigger grown men for some reason, they don't like my haircut. They don't like the shirts that I wear. bunch of Troy Kwan's white... out
2: there talking shit for no reason. That's what I say. Yeah, it's
0: all these grown white men that can't understand why I, I do what I do. And I think they're just secretly jealous that I, I live a life where I'm happy and they're not. And that's their problem. Uh, thank you for plugging out all this stuff here. You guys are listening, whether this is on the free episode or if this is on the subscription episode of Chad Duke's Radio Show. If you're on the free episode, go to the website right now. Subscribe to this show. Because Look what you're missing here. You're missing this I love this. Up. You're missing uh, tentacle Revenge. stuff from from uh Tor. There, tentacle you know, sex,
2: lots t- of hot tentacle sex from Tor.
0: It's a small niche, you know, uh, demographic. I don't know what so do my hero saying that. Their money is good. We're not here to turn down anybody's money. We're <laughs> not all their money. And real quick, Tor, you said something last week about people love the the Transformers movies. No, they didn't. No, they, they fucking don't. The first, they went to the first movie because they were curious. Like, wow, this Nostalgia. hasn't been done before. And then you're hearing just low-grade uh, sound effects and bass lines and all these. You, there's metal flying everywhere. Thank you, you don't know what robot is what. Optimus Prime had fucking lips. That's how Oh, it was so annoying.
2: Robot. The only thing more annoying than that is Batman and Robin having nipples. That's the only thing worse right. than Optimus Prime's <laughs> Batman lips.
0: <equivalent. laughs> Batman's nipples and Optimus Prime's lips. Fuck that. Put them on, on the same creature, and it's really fucking creepy, but it's something tore I think, with Jack off. Anyway, just shoot a load. Film, yeah, the final thing is you said tenant. I agree with you. I just rented it the other night and I understand what you're talking about. I will give one scene a lot of props. Is the suntan lotion scene on the deck of the boat? Yeah. I thought that was amazing. The rest of the movie was just a big fucking headache.
2: God, I mean, just herky jerky moving in reverse and not explaining things is well, that movie was somebody. I love Nolan, uh, but he's been getting weirder and weirder. Uh, I didn't care for Dunkirk and Interstellar as much as I did all the Batman movies in the fucking uh, Inception. So,
0: one thing to keep in mind though with Nolan is that, look, he's doing weird shit and I know everyone's like, I don't know, whatever but he's not rebooting stuff. I completely agree. Let him do all the weird shit he wants to do. He's earned it, whether you like it or not. I'm sure people out there do like it, or maybe you come around to it. Maybe it's a bit avant-garde. It takes you a while and then eventually you, you, you warm up to it. But let him and other directors keep doing this weird stuff and out of the box stuff. Instead of rebooting everything and remaking everything, give us some brand new stuff, whether we like it or not. That's how art works and eventually it will hit and it'll find its audience. Keep doing all the weird shit. I agree. Chad, do that with your show, too. Keep I'm trying. Weird
2: Him shit. and Tarantino fucking, are the, Tarantino's got to put a thousand women's bare feet in all of his movies, but if I got to put up with that so he keeps making fucking gonzo-ass rated R movies, I'm all in. Um, Eric, let's- I get, can't
0: wait to see his new Star Trek movie with O'Hara's foot upright on the console there while Kirk walks
2: You know by. he's going to run a batch to it. Also, Eric, Eric, you're going to make the uh, the free show this week, so don't you worry about that. And uh, let's get you on a regular basis, man. We, we chew too much of the same dirt not to just shoot the shit one every once in a while. Door. let's do that let's do it uh check him out Erock radio on instagram he does a bunch of shows and of course so go to his youtube channel uh, youtube.com slash it's eric nagel the great Erock. everybody on chad dukes versus the what the fuck it's the chad dukes <laughs> show <laughs> you do that a lot <laughs> i do it's a fucking what do you think it's muscle memory man i fucking you know i was recently fired so fired from that gig it is the
3: uh, it's the chad dukes show Make sure you sign up for the Chad Duke Show mailing list on chaddukeshow.com. Be the first to know what's happening on the program and maybe even win a prize or two. We promise we won't fill up your inbox with tasteful nudes. Well, we promise we'll truly make an effort not to.
2: It is the Chad Dukes show, and it is mere days before the biggest game of the season. No one on earth better to discuss that than my brother from another mother, host of the Sean Salisbury Show on Sports Talk 790. Mornings in H-Town, the iHeart Radio app. He is now on Cameo. I can't think of anybody that's going to be a better value to book on Cameo than my guy, Sean Salisbury. Check him out there and check him out here on the Chad Duke Show. What's up, Sal? How
1: are you, buddy? Not, not not much, man. I'm doing good. And you know what? I, my value, I, I'm not like, you don't have to spend 250 bucks for me to give you like a minute long happy birthday. I'll sing, I'll dance, <laughs> I'll talk nonsense. Mine's a lot cheaper. So, and, I, and I'll probably give you more, you know, when they say, you know, you keep it to a minute, I'll probably give you three more minutes than I would probably than somebody who's spending all that much. The truth is like, if you can get Justin Timberlake, you go ahead and get him. But i'm there for you if you want some nonsense talk i just got a new one today so um i'm gonna i'm gonna send that one out so it'll be kind of cool man i i enjoy it it's fun and you know me man i love to interact with the fans and, and people and i love interacting with you and i'm glad you're feeling better brother it's good to thank have you, you.
2: On. thank you sal very kind and uh, you were very nice and checked in on me several times during you know, going through COVID. i really do appreciate that and here's what i can tell you Sal. you want to move cameos to my listening audience all you got to do is drop an F-bomb. What, what you you cursed a couple times the last time I had you on because I was like, hey, this is uncensored. I got so much positive feedback. Holy shit. It's so great to hear Salisbury
1: curse when he's talking. Fun. People really seem to like it when you dabble in a little <laughs> bit of profanity. You'd <laughs> it, be like a, uh, well, pre-warning. So if you're 16-year-old or you're 12-year-old or 10 year olds listening, I'm going to cuss here for a second. It's kind of like when I played in my coordinator or quarterback coach and you drop back what the fuck are you doing (laughs) Uh, uh, what the fuck did you just do well coach i threw it to three guys standing by one by bad okay yeah it's like it's like remember when i don't know if it was bar stores they do so many funny things and great things you know where like when you miss a play how many i've done this many times on a golf course uh, here's here's the one I always ask myself, and you, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Miss a four foot putt that's straight down. It's right uphill, easy, and you're like, what? I just lost five hundred bucks in a skins game to my kid. Are you? Fu-? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the reason why it's not a cuss word to me is because it because it's like being in the gr- in the bunker. I was in it all the time. Oh sure. I heard it all the time from a posy. Because so. You know, and I'm I'm trying to learn how to cuss like, even though I don't cuss and try not to around kids or around women and all that. And on these shows, it's kind of fun, and I wouldn't do it on T, You know, I'd be respectful, of course, obviously, but all in good fun. But you know, it's it's like, man, every now and then, like I've always said, and we we you and I have discussed, I think in the past, that a good cuss word like a De Niro f bomb, or like when Sam Jackson slings, it's like, you know, it's 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 actually soul cleansing. All right, as long as you don't do it in a stupid place where you get yourself in trouble. So I can do it on here because this is a stupid place and you and I are on it, which makes it a stupid place and an ignorant spot because you're a lot smarter than me. But this is where I can do it and I appreciate the platform to drop an F bomb, which I won't get to do the rest of the day until, again, I miss a four foot putt. And then which it's will coming sooner than later. Yeah, that's, that's right.
2: I think that's why I like Die Hard with a Vengeance so much, Sal, because you got Sam Jackson and Bruce Willis, who are two of the best F bomb droppers oh, in the history yeah. of mankind.
1: Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Um, now that didn't that's not going to prevent you from loading this on itunes or anything but you still get credit no, for it, right but me God. cussing okay i just me. want to make sure you know i don't want to cut into the like the the, the 40 that, that that you'd make over the next five years on my <laughs> stupid ass podcast compared to four million from somebody else so, <laughs> no, there you go
2: we're doing all right over here i would uh I, I was watching, I know you, people don't know you're a big movie buff, and I gotta get, there's so much in football to get to, but I was thinking of you the other night, I was watching this flick called uh, Little Things, and it's uh, Denzel Washington and uh, yep. Jared Leto, and there's a bunch of people, and it's not a great movie, Sal, but I was thinking about you, because I think we've had this conversation, there are actors where it doesn't matter how shitty the movie is, I just enjoy watching them, and... Denzel, even now that he's a little bit older, he, he definitely checks that box for me. I don't think that movie was that great, but it's just so much fun watching him act. Liam Neeson is another one. Like, I could watch him throat-shot motherfuckers for the rest of my life and be entertained by it. G- give me give me the actor that even if it's not a really good movie, you're always going to be entertained because it's that dude.
1: <laughs> well, you just named two of them. I, listen, I'll watch Liam Neeson play an Irishman, a killer on a train. Oh, yes. I mean, it doesn't matter. I'm with you. If it comes on, I'm watching it. And, and you meant, I'll tell you what, now I don't, I'm not normally like this, but the John Wick series, I'll just keep it, Keanu Reeves. He says like nine words in the movie, <laughs> but I'll just watch, Of course, right? And I, and he seems like such a good dude with all the money he done. I mean, I'm a big fan of his, although I don't think he's a great actor by any stretch, but I'm with you on this. I, it, it's true that Denzel Washington could do a remake of the, of the Mickey Rourke, Don Johnson, Harley Davidson, and the Marlboro oh, Man, which man. Is a put, putrid movie. <laughs> Okay, but if Denzel was in it, not only would I watch it, you'd at least be able to, you know, the two thumbs up. You'd at least be able to give one thumb up, right? Oh, it's Denzel. So there, I'm telling you, there is not a like. For instance, when Hanks and what was a movie when they were sitting in the a a horrible old school movie, was it Hanks and Daryl Hannah? Was it Hank? You you know, was it Hanks and Meg Ryan? Not in Sleepless in Seattle. There was another one. You got mail. No, no 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 that was a decent movie okay it was look at tom hanks i'll go through it but there's one yes, find it, it was just it was it was just it was putrid right And there's certainly and yet tom hanks is a good actor but even that one i couldn't overcome the movie and it's like this is bad right okay and i'm gonna i'm gonna try to find it here while we're going through this and well yeah yeah joe and the volcano oh joe versus the volcano versus yeah. it was horrible terrible Friggin movie horrible. yet and as good as tom hanks is with his acting and all his awards, and you know the Daniel Day-Lewises of the world, Denzel would make me say, "Damn, he might probably turn this into a good watch." I, I, dude, there is nothing that Denzel Washington's done. You may not love them all, but that's why I'm having a hard time watching that. Like this new series that's coming on TV. Uh, the, you know, the that he's been in the last few movies where he's the fixer. What's the name of the it? The Equalizer. Called? Um, yeah, the Equalizer. Yeah. That that, that I'm having, and, and I think she's a funny as hell. But Queen Latifah, I'm having trouble picturing her, I haven't seen it yet, as the equalizer, knowing what Denzel Washington was as the equalizer. Now, she may be just as good, but there's no movie. I'm with you. If you said it, I think he's still, and there's some good ones, if you want to know that you're going to make money at the box office regardless of the script – Denzel Washington has to be your hire.
2: Yeah, I agree. And there's movies. He's in a movie called Deja Vu that's absolutely ridiculous, but because he's, oh, in it, yeah. it's awesome. Yep. Out of Time is another one. He's, you're right. It's, it's just-
1: underrated, highly underrated movie with Out of Time with the uh, when he's when he's the cop and he has to cover something up because of the. You know when he went out there and what is that New Orleans? Was that in the sort of yeah, Florida? it was. Yeah. Well, he's
2: a great yep. alcoholic too. Like in flight oh. or in Man on Fire, whatever. He's like a, a slobbering
1: drunk. He plays
2: that really well. Also, Dude, he's a
1: bad man. He There's well, there you go. There's nothing he does. that you don't all those movies you just named? Like Man on Fire. Well, what a when when what a great Tremendous. friggin' movie that was as a as a drunk. Uh, you know, protector, right? And yeah. then turns into cleans his life up and and turns saves lives. I just I, I think Denzel Washington is one of the finest we've ever had doing it, let alone currently.
2: Yep, He's, even if the movie's not too great, it's it's worth yep. watching because that dude's in it. Um, Agreed. God, I got so much to ask you about. I'm gonna have a limited time here, right? So, let's no, start. just
1: roll, man. We'll go. Well, we'll let's start.
2: It. Let's start here, Salz. Um, you're knee deep in the Deshaun Watson controversy. Brett Favre is the latest to chime in. Uh, a lot of people are Joe Theismann here locally, kind of said something similar to what Brett Favre said. It's like, hey, this isn't the way to go about it. But what I wanted to ask you is, since we've had you on the show, the first big trade of the season goes down, the Matt Stafford, Jared Goff, the first-round picks, Detroit, Los Angeles. I I have seen people go back and forth on this, Sal. Do you think that impacts – what the hard deck for compensation for Deshaun Watson is going to be. I think everybody knows that unloading golf's contract was a big part of what Los Angeles gave up. Sure. But if, but if I'm looking for compensation, I'm not acknowledging that I'm saying like, we need at least what got given up from Matt Stafford. Did you think it affects what's going on with Deshaun Watson?
1: I think we were going to get far more than that anyway. So when people say, well, look at Matt Stafford, well, it's see. Sean McVay obviously covets Matt Stafford. So to them, it was a lot to give up. And, you know, Detroit, if they can do something with these picks, great. And if Jared Goff can refine himself and and has a little peace and happiness, fine. But I love what Sean McVay said. He goes, I'm not worried about winning the trade. I'm worried about winning a Super Bowl. And the truth is, it's an upgrade. I'll bet you the first eight weeks of the season next year, I'll bet you we're talking about Matt Stafford in the MVP hunt. I Now, whether it's 16, if he can last, I don't know. But he'll put up numbers. They'll push the ball down the field. And he's going to have some stuff going on this, with Sean McVay. This, Matt Stafford is going to be like, I cannot believe I get to hang around my best buddy, Clayton Kershaw. I'm in Los Angeles. I get to come here in this new facility, and I get to hopefully have fans by that time, rip it around with this play caller. And I actually have some players around me, like the best – Maybe the best football player in Aaron Donald. I got Jalen Ramsey. I got some receivers. I got Cooper. Yeah. Oh yeah. I I think it's good. But as far as giving up enough, or did they? You know, some are going to say too much. Well, it's it'll be too much if three years from now they're not in the Super Bowl or Matt Stafford did they? they, they were nine and seven or eight and eight. Um, and if Detroit turns it in, it's it's listen. I'm one of those guys. I'm not worried about eight years from now on any, I'm not, I'm worried. Listen, Sean McVay wants to win. He thought it was an upgrade and they gave up a lot to get him. And yes, salary dump comes into it. But the truth is you're not just going to give away first round picks to go get a guy you didn't think was an upgrade. Mm. And they think it's an upgrade. And I think it started back at the Super Bowl. When they, when the pressure, he didn't play well. It seemed like he was a little overwhelmed. a root for success for Jared Goff, but he was a little. It felt like he was in over his head at yeah. times in the game, which is normal. Which the normal human being, that's not Tom Brady or Mahomes, they feel that. And so yes, they 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 gave up a lot. But if you feel like I always say this in the draft or the player, do you love him? Yep, trade for him. Do you love him? Yep. Is he? Does he an upgrade? Yep. Then draft him. Don't worry about, well, my value says he's the eighth pick. If you're at the fifth pick and you love him, draft his ass. I don't care if he's the eighth guy on the board. If you love him, draft him, especially at that position. So I don't think it actually – I know people are getting caught up in, well, this makes Deshaun Watson worth five or six ones. He was worth four or five ones, Matt Stafford or not. So no matter what anybody says, you're getting more than two ones, more than a player, and more than a number two for Deshaun Watson, regardless of where he goes, unless it was – they traded Trevor Lawrence and a, a one and a two for him. But other than that, if they're, if he's going, it'll be a hall. That'll be bigger than the Matt Stafford hall. That just enhanced the fact that, well, see, look what Deshaun's worth. But I don't think it affected the fact that no one Deshaun Watson was worth a couple more first rounders than Matt Stafford anyway.
2: Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, I always just, you know, it, it's interesting because when you look at what's expected, I, I, I don't fault anyone, Sal's for giving up anything, for a quarterback at this point. I mean, look at who's in the Super Bowl. Look who's in the NFC, AFC championship games. It's the teams with the best quarterbacks. Anyone that still does the bit, well, well, the Ravens did it with defense, the front four of the Giants. And, yeah, that's all great. How many Super Bowls does J.J. Watt have or Khalil Mack or Aaron Donald? You got to go and you got to take a big swing. The Buccaneers did it. And if if you're going to sit there and say that Deshaun Watson isn't worth three first-round draft picks, I need you to – Explain that to me because nobody gives up their draft picks more than the Los Angeles Rams. They made a Super right. Bowl. They're always in the playoffs. I'm all for building through the draft, but if you have to sacrifice that because there's a quarterback available that you think might be one of the best in the game, you got to do whatever you can to go get that guy.
1: If if you could get, if you were Sean McVay and you felt there, or if you were, let's just say you're Sean Payton. I love that name, Sean. Seems like the best people in the world are named Sean. <laughs> anyway, uh, Sean Payton, right? If you're Sean Pate and they called you up, even though the the Jameis that he may, you know, they commit to him or whatever if he stays there. But if they, if Green Bay called up and said, Hey, listen, just give us two number ones and two number twos for Aaron Rodgers, you'd have to do it. Mm -hmm. Even at 36, 37, you'd have to do it because you're thinking, Oh, if I, if I win just one Super Bowl over the next five years, it's a, it's a win. And I don't, and I can't be guaranteed that some second, some first round pick, in the, it, it, at number 20 is going to be that good. I, I don't know. I'm with you. I always say it, man. That sometimes you got to, in order to go big, you got to, you got to get get rid of big, man. And that's the way it works. So whether it's Watson or anybody else, and you hit it, I know two and 14 teams that have the best disruptor in the league. JJ watt been on a two and 14 or three and 13 team as like a defensive player of the year candidate. Mm-hmm. That's not diminishing them at all, at all. Well, look what happens. Nick Bosa was dominant for three quarters in the Kansas City Chiefs game last year. Jimmy Garoppolo goes three of 11 in the fourth quarter. They lose. So, well, listen, give me the 10th best quarterback in the league. He'll be more important to our success long term than the best pass rusher will. It's just in most cases, there's always the aberration. But if you told me right now, okay, Sean, um, let's go with give me some. Let's say Lamar Jackson or um, Miles Garrett over the next 5 years. You you you're, you're, you're going to take Lamar Jackson. You, you just are because he's going to impact the game more. He just does. Not that I mean he's got the ball in his hands 65 70 and I don't <clears throat> I don't think Lamar Jackson or Kyler Murray. If you you wouldn't trade if you were the the the, the Arizona Cardinals, you wouldn't trade Kyler Murray for uh, miles garrett in a first round pick Mm-mm. you wouldn't do it no because you're trying to find the quarterback everybody works to find the quarterback their whole career and then when you get him why the hell would you give him up and I, i'm i'm with sean McVay 100 okay we don't have draft picks and i'll find a way if i got to trade somebody to get another one somewhere along the line let's go win Why I'm not listen. It's like hoarding stuff. Why do I want to hoard picks when I'm trying to win a Super Bowl? Matt Stafford he believes, and I think it's an upgrade. Gives you a better chance than Jared Goff did. And why not capitalize on it? Okay, so he gave up a pick. Good. Then three years from now there'll be another one. Okay, or go trade for one. You know, by that time maybe Aaron Donald will want to be moved, and you'll move him for two one. Who knows? So to me, you got to have the quarterback, and we're no longer the 2000 Ravens defense doesn't exist in this league. The 85 Bears defense doesn't exist in this league. This league is built around offense and throwing. Now, you're going to have to get a couple stops in the game, but an average quarterback ain't beating either one of these teams. I don't care how good the defense plays. Average quarterback ain't beating you, period.
3: You can always donate to the Chad Duke Show using the Donate tab on ChadDukeShow.com. You'll help us keep improving the product, and you'll earn yourself a verbal nod on the next episode. We thank you for your support, friendos. ask you about this tour. um we have the of course
2: uh, the arcade one-up machines here at the Fortress of Solid Dudes I was more than happy to fork over my credit card and, and get those in here for people's enjoyment when they're here and I've been spending a lot of time as you know um Uh, You know, watching streamers, watching game streamers, where I was never into that before. I excoriated people that did it or enjoyed it. As Again, I'd like to apologize to Loud Goat. He's at the the forefront of that. I have mocked him mercilessly (laughs) the entire time I've known him because he loves professional street... I believe he watches Street Fighter. I think that's his his go-to. But I've I've been really enjoying it as of late, and uh, it's made me nostalgic. I don't know if you've seen some of the posts on the Facebook page, but uh, I posted about... um, My arcade that I used to go to when I was a youngster, and it was uh, in Springfield Mall, Springfield, Virginia, and it was called Time Out. And we actually had two of them. There was Time Out 1, which was upstairs, Time Out 2, which was downstairs by the food court. So it was this migration. We would go to the mall on Friday nights, and uh, one was in the far upper left-hand corner of the mall, and the other was in the far lower right-hand They always had different games. So you'd start in Time Out 1, and then you would hit Suncoast Video, I would hit Another Universe, I would hit Aeropostal, like, all the things a a young dude would want to go. Structure, you'd go into structure, generally it was a little too expensive in structure. There was an Abercrombie and Fitch, um, you know, but there was Sam Goody, Ket Mill Records, Waxy Maxies, all these different places, nobody beats the Wiz. And then, of course, I would hit KB and K and K Toys. We had two toy stores, two movie theaters, and two arcades. Springfield Mall, one of a kind. Um, but... Like a lot of things, because you're a bit of an old soul Tor. I always forget how young you are. So I was thinking about it as I was watching. I was like, "Tor's frame of reference for an arcade. If somebody asked you, hey, picture an arcade in your brain, I bet you would think of a Dave & Buster's type of environment. Like, I bet that you would think of one of those giant places. I think Jillian's was another one. There's two or three of those different uh, places. Did you have any exposure to a traditional walk into an arcade, bunch of stand-up, skee-ball in the back, pervert with the jiggy, jiggy, jiggy <laughs> on the front, you give him a dollar, he give you four quarters that came out of his dick. Like, do you have any reference
3: for that? I I do, and the first thing that does come to my mind, unfortunately, is Dave and Buster's, hmm. but I have been to real arcades. I went, My mom, as I've said before on the show, we are a get-in-and-get-out family when okay. we are going to buy things. So I, on one occasion, though, I remember we were in Springfield Mall. And really, we asked me and my sisters were like, "Can we can we go to timeout, please?" And we've asked. I what don't year know. do you think this was? Uh, I was probably seven, eight years old. Okay. And uh, we had been rejected countless times, but you know we got to keep on asking, got to keep on chasing, chasing that that goal. We got in. She said, "Yeah, go ahead. Spend take 20 minutes in there." I lost it. Lost my mind. Really. It was so much fun. Just. Because it was dark, and it was everything. All the lights were popping off And everywhere. the sounds. The sounds. The sounds just, are the best. And it's it, it was weird. I had the experience where I saw games that I had played on the PS2 just in arcade form. So I'm just sitting there like, this is a completely different way of playing the games that i have normally played. with. Sure. A controller. It was just outstanding. But... Whenever we go to – we've been to New Jersey. We do the, the, the boardwalk, play all those games. I mean, that's just – that's right up my alley. All the games, all that stuff, skee-ball, just – I can't get enough of it.
2: Well, that's interesting, too, because you mentioned PlayStation 2. It kind of gives me a, a sense of the timeline. Um, one of the reasons why the arcade was such a big deal when I was young is that when you, if you were lucky enough to have – it wasn't – when I was a kid, tour, not everybody had – Genesis, you know, not everybody had Super Nintendo. As a matter of fact, it was not uncommon that there'd be five or six kids that would just go over to somebody's house because they had one of the things. Yeah, because now I feel like every kid's got a PlayStation or an Xbox or a Nintendo or what you know, maybe all three. Um, the reason why it was so special one of the reasons you mentioned a lot of them the smells, the sights, whatever like an arcade is a very unique environment when you're inside of it, but the games were better they had those massive cabinets so the graphics were better uh sound everything it was more immersive that's all gone like whatever whatever you have now on your playstation 4 or your xbox one i'm not even talking about the new systems it just crushes whatever an arcade game could bring you the only reason to play them now is somewhat of nostalgia and i've i've noticed that playing the arcade one up machines like they're fun but the replay value isn't what it once was because now you spend 60 bucks on Assassin's Creed, you're getting 120 hours of gameplay. Yeah. Um, and a lot of that's unique. So I do have a lot of... I, I don't know. I mean, I know I know that there are things that I missed out because I was born when I was born, like The Milkman or going and, and fucking, um, you know, playing Sandlot baseball, like the way that... People were starting to get scared of child molesters more when I was a kid, and now I feel like that's all we talk about, even though there can't be more child molesters. I think just the conversation <laughs> that we have about child molesters is endless now, so uh, it is on news all day, so we were more scared. I don't know how we got to child molesters. Um, oh, the, the guy with the quarters by his dick, he probably right. was a child molester. Um, but my fucking mom would drop us off at, like, 6 o'clock. The mall would close at 9, 30, whatever, and we would just be there by ourselves. So the arcade kind of represented uh, freedom, I think, as well. It's like, oh, wow, Mamo's not going to be around, and I'm going to be able to do whatever I want. There was no way she would let me play Mortal Kombat if she knew what was going on in there. <laughs> and yet there I was, watching it with my crank in my hand. Like, it was just such a seminal moment and I'll never forget it. Um, it's one of those things where I, I – video stores, videotape rental stores. I'm guessing you didn't do that, right? Did you ever rent tapes from Blockbuster, Hollywood Video, Errols, any place like that?
3: We did. Uh, there was a uh, – That is shocking to me too. There was a Hollywood Video GameStop combo. Yes. On Route 1 uh, that my family would go – go Friday night, go ahead – or before a road trip, uh, we'd get uh, – because we had old little VCR or DVD uh, – Player, the portable one. Okay, get some, get some of this for the road trip because we're not going to listen to you all fight in the background. Sure. The entire time we go in there and you're just looking around at all the movies. It was awesome.
2: You're oozing white privilege. You know, you expose yourself when you talk about the fact that you had a DVD player in the minivan. I mean, that's just to me, you're part of the one percent and part of the problem, Torres. I've always said.
3: <laughs> it wasn't a built-in <coughs> one. It was the uh, just a, a little portable joke. Oh, okay. Yeah, all yeah. right,
2: all right. Yeah. You could still pass as a commoner then, I suppose. Um, <laughs> See, I don't know. I lose track of how long Redbox has been around. Like, I remember, I mean, Redbox has been around now, I feel, for 15 years. You know, it's been a long time. And that was really before video-on-demand started happening. That was what really started eating into people going into video stores. Um, I remember switching from tapes to VHS. I remember vividly the, 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 the stores having both of them in there. I worked at Hollywood Video. I've talked about that many times. It's one of my favorite jobs I've ever had. But... The part where I feel bad for kids is walking into an arcade and seeing a new game is is incredibly exciting. Like, you get it, kind of a, a different energy. I hate it when people say it hits different, but it does. <laughs> um, Friday night, when you're hanging out with your friends or whatever, walking into the video store and looking for the new releases and seeing, oh, wow, they got Broken Arrow in with Christian Slater and John Travolta. I'm going to get a copy of that. Well, I'm going to have to wait for them to bring the basket in. That's gone. Like everything is just immediately at the tips of your fingers, and I'm not even saying it's bad. You know, I love the fact that I, the coffee machine. When I had, a, when I was 19 and working at Home Depot, my coffee machine sucked. It was ni- <laughs> It was 20 bucks. It was a Mr. Coffee. All the coffee tasted like shit. It was Chock Full of Nuts or Folgers or Maxwell House, and that's a taster's choice. That's all you had. Now. I got a fucking coffee maker. I'm making fresh beans. It's it's delicious whole bean coffee. Grinds it, filterless. It's it's tremendous. Like I I don't want to shit on technology, but I was thinking about the arcade, and I'm like, man, it's it's kind of a bummer that everybody born probably your age and after is is not even going to understand like why arcades are so cool. Like when people like me start getting into our 60s and 70s and, and, and croaking. That's, I think that's just gonna go away because what what young person is gonna say why is this giant clunky inferior machine? why would I spend any of time with this when I've got you know this PlayStation 5 at home? I'm just worried that's all gonna go away.
3: I don't know I mean I mean, I think the real key component is being able to do it with your friends. And I believe that Xbox Live and then being able to play the games with your friends over the new consoles, is what is, it's the key factor. Hmm. That's what you want to do. You go to the arcade with your friends, everybody's losing their minds, you're right around getting, you know, putting in your tokens. But with the ability to have all of your friends on the headset together and then playing the game, I feel like that's the, the key component. So if somebody, if some place could say, hey, I don't know how it's going to develop, but I mean, the arcade, for me, it was, okay, we're all going to go do this together. We're going to have fun. So I think the biggest... Key, but I'm a multiplayer gamer basically, you See, know. It's I, funny I to hear stuff.
2: you, but I think that's a big difference too. I, I don't want that. Like, when I play games, I like to sit, I like to be alone, which is weird because I'm going to start streaming, so like there's going to be a <laughs> bunch of fucking people in the room. But I even think that's somewhat different. Um, I hate the online multiplayer stuff, it's just well, maybe I would enjoy it again if I had what you're talking about, like a group. I for a while there, especially with like a Gears of War was at the height of its powers, I had a group of like eight to ten dudes. And we'd jump on every night and have beers and play together. And, like, that was a shitload of fun. Like, I really enjoyed that. The second you introduce a stranger's ability to get into your group or to compete against and they can interact with you, fuck that forever. (laughs) Like, fuck that in its mouth dying on the floor. I don't want to have to have... I don't like being in a situation where an asshole is speaking to me into my ears and I have no control over what they're saying, because nine times out of ten, it's never going to be good. So that part of it also, I think it's a different mindset too. Uh, but also, you guys have grown up. You, how long has multiplayer games been around? Like that's new. Like I remember Halo Two. We were in Baltimore doing radio, and Oscar and I were fucking talking about getting on and playing with listeners, and it was brand new. Like that was something that
3: wasn't just widely available to everyone. I think Madden Eleven was my first experience with the the, the multiplayer. But I mean. It, that was just me playing franchise sure. by myself, and then it was around the right before Black Ops Three dropped is when I really formed my group, and we played every single night until one a.m.
2: Yeah, but that wasn't that long ago. Yeah,
3: it wasn't. But yeah. that's so. But before then, it would be I'd sit down there, I'd play and listen to whatever I have on my phone, and now I, that's kind of sticks with me, like listening to Earl get a promotion and the staff gets uh, enraged, like that. That's Black Earl, yeah, yeah, yeah. from the
2: Ron and Fez that, show. That's just that's a great video.
3: People. a 10 for me because i could just turn off and listen to that and just grind for well it's just diamond, a, ex, diamond camos it's just a 10
2: like if <laughs> if you if you are a fan of talk radio that segment is just a 10 out of 10 I And mean, pepper and and, and side dave are just excoriating him which is a lot of fun uh i don't know for some reason that hit me uh as i was sitting there i was I was playing mortal Kombat and watching someone else play mortal Kombat and thinking wow you're a loser uh that was my first thought but then um and I was also like, wow, I don't even know. Like, if I didn't have the exposure to Mortal Kombat when I was going to arcades, would it mean as much to me here? And it probably would.
3: The Chad Duke Show merchandise store is up and running. So click the shop tab on ChadDukeShow.com for show t-shirts and koozies.
2: Thank you to Sean Salisbury. Thank you to Eric Nagel. Thank you to all of you for checking out the Chad Duke Show This week again, this is just a little sampler. I mean, I think you get an idea of what the show is all about. We're all about having fun. Uh, You want all your political talk, you want all your COVID talk, you want all that uh, shit. You can find it everywhere else. Every commercial, every television show, every movie. That's what it's about nonstop. We're just trying to have some fun over here. And if you're looking for that, you want to turn the brain off a little bit and have it leak out of the side of your ear, this is the show (laughs) for you, most assuredly. Uh, Big thank you to Monk's Barbecue, our presenting sponsor in Percival. Can't recommend enough now that it is Friday. Head on out this weekend. And uh, look, they got a sampler platter called the Boss Hog. Get that for your Super Bowl platter. Why, Why wouldn't you do enough with the totinos and the the pizza bagels fuck all that man go out to monks get some proper food the pastrami brisket bacon on a stick they got the smashed potatoes i had the uh, smoked bologna panini this past week tour my god you were having a santa fe salad and i was having a smoked bologna panini and i was thinking about you as i was doing it
3: well that's i've you know no 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 no, i'm just Building up with a ton of envy that you're I still covered. have not made it made it out there.
2: Well, we're going to make it out this next coming week. I think we have to. But the rest of you make it out this weekend, you can have yourself snort a snort of delicious whiskey, that all kinds of craft beers. I got a million tequilas. Ah, oh, it's just the best. Love Monk's Barbecue tonight. The Hoot Nanny told you about that Facebook Live. If you're listening to this on a Friday, make sure you circle back around with us because we'll be live on Facebook Live at 7 p.m. Free show for you to watch. Facebook.com/slash Chad Duke Show. We will. Uh, crown a brand new King of the Dudes uh, for the Fortress of Solid Dudes. Well, isolated, that sounds a little strange, but uh, it's what we do, and it's all we do on the Chad Duke Show. Alright, so, this is free. Hey, Tell a friend. Hey, hey, Give them a little sampler pattern. Check out the show. Subscribe. Leave us a five-star review. And of course, you like what you hear, and you like more of it, we do shows every single day at 2 p.m. All you gotta do is lay a couple of sawbucks down on the table hell we're going to save you money you're going to cancel all the subscriptions you're going to sign up for the chad dukes show just go to chaddukeshow.com get it done for yourself you deserve it thank you to everybody that's already signed up hope you have a wonderful weekend enjoy the bowl we'll be back here of course uh tonight for the hootenanny saturday brand new show debuting on chaddukeshow.com called and Man. you'll like that as well all subscribers will have access to that and brand new episodes on Monday. So, if the good Lord is willing
1: and the creeks don't rise, we'll meet you back here then. Roll out the trash cans.